Um, three, one, five. What does a guide Good morning, mean? everyone. What does a property guide mean? That's what we're talking about this morning. Stay tuned. The show must go on, episode 315, better late than never, talking about what does a property guide mean when buying a property, also when selling property for landlord, uh, for vendors out there with myself, Michael Bergio, and Mark Novak. How's your morning been? How big's my head, How big's my head today? Look at that. It's a whopper. Look at, look at that. Good start to the morning. I had a Barry, didn't I? Too soon, too soon. <laughs> oh, it's too, we won't talk about it. I'll talk about it later. Yeah. It's too anyway, raw. Uh, let's talk about guides. These guides stuff people around, buyers stuff buyers around hard, with, and particularly lately what's happening in the marketplace. So we're talking about when people are auctioning uh, properties, agents are auctioning or, or even a price guide, an asking guide. Um, buyers are trying to reference how they buy the property, what they offer the property off that guide, and often it's right out, eh? It is. I think the biggest thing that I get, especially when I get family and friends looking to buy a property, they'll tell me, they'll tell me their budget's $800,000 and I'm always open for them to send me properties that they're looking at. And so often they're sent, so their budget's eight hundred. They're sending me properties at seven eighty five, eight hundred, eight ten. And a lot of the time the quickest thing I say to them is if your budget's eight, max max, you need you need to be looking at properties at seven hundred thousand. And they're like, What well, what do you mean? And I go, Well, the guide basically is generally ten percent lower or within that region of what the owner is expecting or where the property could go for. And don't get me wrong, there are occasions it does sell um, around that guide level, sometimes even sometimes. under, sometimes. But majority of the time, from an agent's point of view, if, you have, if you're putting a value of 800 on a property, you're guiding, uh, if you're, yeah, if you're, yeah, gu you want 800, you're guiding 720, 750, and you're, you're wanting competition, by law, you can be 10% lower, is your guide. That's what a lot of people don't get. Law is 10%. So what the, the aim of the game is to get as many buyers there as you can. You guide it yep. as cheap as you can in most occasions. So if you want to buy a property yep. for 800, you've got to be around that 720, 750 mark. It's a lot different if a property, or not even, sometimes a little bit different if a why property. Do, why do agents do this, buyers are wondering? It comes from the premise you want as many buyers there as you can. The cheaper it looks, for the better the property, the more buyers you're going to have there. But there was big issues probably four or five years ago. Agents were abusing this. And where that 10% came in, you wanted a, you wanted 800, agents would be guiding 650, 690. 100 people come to the open and you've got a lot of competition, which is great, but not misleading people. So, But where, not, not where it way. gives buyers the bum steer is when it's a genuine guide. So yeah. often yeah. 
Yes. That's what makes it really hard for a buyer because it's like, okay, I can't afford that because they're saying 780, but they mean 880. No, they're saying 780, they mean 780. So it's really hard and it must be super hard for, for like out there buying at the moment because you're trying to distinguish what is a conservative guide and a realistic guide. They're the two differences. Um, so you sort of got to be in it to win it. You sort of got to plonk your offers in wherever you can. It's free to make an offer, guys. Just remember that it's free to make an offer. If it says if it says 680, look at it. If it says 720, look at it. If it says 780, look at it. That could all mean the same end price, believe it or not. 100% because as you said, being misleading and basically a dick sales agent is tough and good agents do not like it. We don't like and we don't. If our owner wants 800, we don't want to be guiding 650. The manipulation and spin you have to do to sort of get it up to 800. There's a lot more straight shooters out there who if they want 800, it's at 780 sort of thing. Um, but those bad apples just really hurt the buyers from inquiring because I've had properties where they come and you, especially on houses, Mark, I think houses are the worst, that that market, because there are occasions where you're guiding one, two, the owner wants one, three, and it goes for one, five, and they're like, oh, typical agent underquote. Like there's a lot of it out there. And a, a lot of agents, when you look at it, you go, wow, just a great auction, two people must have loved it. Buyers see that and they go, what a, that agent was underquoting sort of thing. They don't necessarily, unless they're there and they just see these bidders go for it, they jump to, they jump to the worst conclusions, which I understand because the 10% rule came in because agents were doing that. So it's not without merit. Um, well, it's false, misleading and deceptive conduct. Yes. That's what it's bordering. It's bordering false, misleading, misleading, and deceptive conduct as a real estate agent. So, it's one on one a on one side of things. The agent's trying to get the most amount of buyers through his client's property. He's trying to be conservative with the marketplace. He's trying to make sure good quality interest is generated and built up to the final sales price. That's one end of the pendulum. The right side of the pendulum is 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 they're they're, they're dogging everyone. Yeah. You know the other side, most morning, Anmal, uh, morning, Luke, you know what the other side no one generally talks about or looks at, which uh, I think is probably one of the biggest factors which get mixed up with being a dog or too conservative, is a lot of the, a lot of the time the vendors start higher than what it's worth in their mind, regardless of what you put yep. the price on. So an agent is balancing pricing it reasonably with all those factors, but also the owner's expectations. Because let's think of it, you've got two sides. You've got a buyer wants it for the least amount and a seller wants the most. Yep. But we take orders from instructions from the owner. So you, you're juggling the owner generally wanting 10% more. Um, you've got the true value and you're trying to go uh, that sort of 5 to 10% below to create that competition. And the reason is, as most agents, Luke and Mel, you'll know, sometimes an, a, an agent has to be more conservative to counteract an owner wishful thinking because when it goes wrong or the agent isn't firm on their price and that, you get no one to the opens. Instead of having five or ten people, you get one to three. And what that does to a campaign could end up costing that owner 
15% lower just with a knot in the right point. So some agents, a lot of agents will always lean on the more conservative route because you're balancing a lot higher figure from the owner. Well, you know, a, a well-priced property, um, a good guide on a property, a correct guide for an auction property or a sales property can do five or $10,000 worth of heavy lifting and advertising. You can do an unbelievable advertisement, spend like 30 grand on marketing and have a price that's too high. Not only will we not sell the property, but you'll get nobody through the door. So pricing is absolutely critical, whereas you can undercook it and just get a massive amount of people through the door, not spend much on marketing. So I think um, buyers are good. Buyers beware. It's interesting, Luke. Luke, who's watching, is a buyer's agent. Um, And Luke, you, you would see this all the time when you're buying properties for clients and you're trying to really have a look between fact and fiction um, when uh, when buyers are actually when when you're talking to real estate agents I think the only thing you can really do is know your shit um, as a buyer know your prices know after you've been through maybe I reckon 10 properties and yeah. you've seen those properties sell I reckon then you're an absolute expert in pricing on that property but guys bear in mind a buyer is only focused a buyer is seeing more properties than the real estate agent they're meeting mm. a buyer yeah. coming through is looking you know how you just use that price of seven to eight hundred thousand that yes. buyer has seen just on that weekend 10 properties in that price range the weekend before 10 properties in the next weekend 10 properties no, they've seen 30 no. properties yeah the agent may have seen five yep that's the fact physically They've, yeah physically um, so, so I, I think you know buyers become experts a little bit yeah and so what would your message be to buyers out there uh, get educated it's a be- it's beautiful how much data is on realestate.com go through that all solve the they're, they're basically yeah. all there agents are the first ones to pat themselves on the back with displaying the pricing and the address drive past those properties so you get the feel for it and that way you know because there you're are a lot of you physically got to walk through you physically got to see about 10 of them and they physically have to sell and you know got to know those prices you're, you're a bit of a pro at that point i reckon yep so there's there's two making an offer is the best way to weed it out yeah, because it's true. It, and this is where you can probably spot the bull the i like your words fact what was it fact and fiction yep the the best way to spot that if you're looking for if you got 800 budget they're guiding 750 when if they don't come back with a counter is probably the first sign of their wanting 900 because if you've made an offer within very above say the guide um but under that 10 percent, so 720 let's say the guide 720 10 the 800 bait close and you're in there at 750 if you're within 20 30 grand of that top end of 10 percent more than likely you should be getting a counter like it I, I you, obviously case by case except except when the owner wants 900 and if the agent comes back and goes yeah i was guiding 720 but they want nine and you're like that's 20 percent above that's probably one of your biggest signs of fact versus first fiction 
and that's how you can weed it out. The offer is free and counter or no counter will give you so much evidence would be one of the biggest advice. And, and it's frustrating as hell, guys. Like, I get it. I, I think as a buyer with guides and looking at stuff, so it's really disheartening stuff. But I, I think it's, um, you know, don't it, – it's sort of uh, – don't let it break your heart, dishevel you, so you don't end up buying a property. I think sometimes if you're a buyer and you've missed out on that property once, twice, thrice, I, I think you can go, you know what, screw this. I'm going to wait. I'll wait until next year or I'll wait until whenever. Anything, next thing you know, a year goes past, prices have gone up, you missed out 50 grand. So don't let it get the better of you. Um, keep, keep your chin up and keep you know making offers and stuff like that. Great question, Lesio. How does CoreLogic data prices play on this? How accurate? Okay, so two prices CoreLogic will give you. They will give you what it sold for, or three, what it sold for pretty well. We have when it bought it and recently. But also there is an auto price it generates. In my experience, if it, the property is very common, there's a lot of it, a lot of transactions, it's pretty accurate. It, it, will, it will be more than likely within the 10%, unless it's five, in, yeah. yeah, even five. It's quite, it's pretty good, especially GY units. It's good. Um, but where it gets skewed, if they've renovated the property at value, it doesn't know that. So it's, compact, yeah. it's comparing unrenovated to unrenovated when it's sold and when it's, it's done. So that that's where it throws it out. And if it's a unicorn property, and we're not basing that on price, we're basing it on uniqueness. Big ba big balcony, big courtyard, water views, quite unique. When it's like that, it can be pretty out of whack. So you'll know with, as Mark said, if you're looking at a lot of properties, you'll know if it's a typical two bedroom, one bath, one car, or if it's a unique one. Um, when it's unique, you need to do more investigations. Even with houses, uh, still fairly accurate as well but once again if if you're if a lot of properties are selling yeah. five, single there's level but there's a lot there's of more, there's, there's more variables in a house yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I think i think to square off on that question is you know units if there's a lot of that particular unit it's easy to identify computers do a computer's taking averages basically so it's it's a price of averages whereas a real estate agent going through is or a bank value are going through is going to be very exacting although the bank value is going to be conservative the real estate is going to be optimistic yes yes um i'll say and, tom yeah anything else you want to add yeah tom panos uh, Tom Panis, dialogue right now, buyers are rejecting your property at the higher price. Let the price at its level where you're in position to reject some offers. Exactly right. You rather low offers than no offers. There's a saying um, that Tom Panis says, no offers is the agent's fault, low offers is the market. Um, so that's, that's what you want to do. That's a great one. And Michael, um, I've noticed that this morning, Michael and I had um, a disagreement um, yesterday or the day before, and mm. it was on lower caps names or upper caps. Yeah. So then oh, today I went up, I went, <laughs> so I went upper caps on my name on the screen today for you, and then you went lower, lower caps for me. So yeah. Uh, I, yeah. What do you guys reckon? I reckon, I don't know, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Well, we're in sync of we're in sync of being considerate. Oh, to each other. oh, well, that's right, yin and yang, yin and yang. 
Well, we could all, but we could do lower caps, everything, our names. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, hey? I was just saying, audio was good. It was a pain yesterday, so it was good. I'm not sure. Well, you same okay. phone, don't you? Yeah, I went over to the Samsung 12 and Mal, and yeah. um, and I'm it's it's not a fan of Streamyard as much as the as much as uh, the Apple 12. Sorry, is is not as much as a um, winner as the Samsung 20 plus Note. So uh, we're talking on the Note. Also, I believe uh, Zoo Facebook has stopped live streaming with zoom i was doing some research on it basically it looks like a pain in the ass to stream it you got to do back-end stuff um to make it capable and i believe correct from wrong if anyone's been using it um i believe that's now because facebook have brought in their own live so it's been very difficult we tried to do it yesterday really i researched it and it could be easy, but I'm not a tech guy. Yeah, uh, that that'd be a bit of a silly move for um for Zoom to do that. You reckon? I know. I think Facebook stopped it. They've brought in their own. They've got it back. So it just, well, when got I, that work work thing, yeah. Yeah, unless it was our own Zoom, I'd love to know if anyone else had it. We tried to do Zoom. The buttons weren't there, and then when I was reading up on it, um, it sort of said, yeah, now Facebook Live's coming in, yeah. but. It gave me all these back-end things you can enter to make it work, but it didn't, I don't know, love your advice. I did some light reading, very light. <laughs> and I'll, I'd, I'd, we've had two Barry starts. Yeah, we had a Barry start yesterday and a Barry start today. Today, while I was um, uh, talking with Michael on Bluetooth uh, on my phone, uh, not videoing, I crashed my trailer. Yeah. So... Message two days in a row. Show must go on regardless. And we appreciate you guys well, always. I, said, I, said, I used every swear word under the sun with you <laughs> and said not doing the show. And then uh, when I did a biopsy on, on the damage and then thought, you know what, the show must go on. Here we are. <laughs> All good. Thank you, guys. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Always open to recommendations yep. on topics. I may do a bit more reading on Zoom. Um, to see if that can work and maybe something else at our end. But thank you, everyone. Cheers. See you, Bye. Legend. Bye. Bye, everyone.